0: Mikey, so close, yet so far away. Too little, too late. Six wins to end the season, one point out. We can point to so many things. Would they have Uh, five games in the first 20 where they had a a lead or were tied with three minutes to go and came away with
1: no points? That was one section. We can point to that. About that weekend in Colorado and Arizona where they dropped a couple of points.
0: We can point to the two losses against Tampa in November when the coaching change should have been made. That's when the coaching change should have been made. We can point to Yaroslav Halak being banished to Bridgeport for three months when he, at the very least, should have been brought back after he wasn't traded at the
1: deadline. I can find eight embarrassing performances since. Doug Wade took over. It's going to be a long summer. Islanders Point Blank Podcast coming up right now.
2: Welcome to the Point Blank Podcast, covering New York Islanders hockey. Here are your hosts, Brian Compton and Mike Carver.
0: All right, welcome to the show. B-Comp and Carver here with you in downtown Manhattan. So much to talk about. Doug Waite is the permanent coach of the New York Islanders. We'll get into that. We'll talk about what to expect in the offseason and, of course, more arena nonsense. Mike, how are you? Doing good, buddy. What's going on? We have a very special guest on the phone. You ready to go? Yes, we do. Anders Lee joins us right now. Anders, Brian Compton, and Mike Carver. How are you, my friend? I'm well. How are you guys? We're Thanks doing great. Me. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. 34 goals. I know a great individual season for you. Uh, obviously, a little snake bit, not making the playoffs. What's your take now that you've had a couple of days to digest here?
2: Uh, well, obviously, the game starting last night. It was tough to not be a part of and, and see the uh, the good time of the year that is playoff hockey. And um, you know, it's just uh, it, individually, it was a pretty incredible season. And everything seemed to work out and um, you know it's pretty pretty good stretch for the boys here at the end and obviously coming up a little short it's tough to swallow but uh, we're looking to get better this offseason and, and make a run next year.
1: Anders what changed for you in the early on because you got off to a little bit of a slow start but from early to mid-November through the rest of the year you were on fire buddy uh, anything changed there in the first four or five weeks of the season for you? I think Brian wrote an article. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, you know, I just kind of, you know, and we had talked about that at then too, you know, kind of let go and try to relax and play my game. And, you know, it's uh, when you go through a tough stretch and it happens all the time, it just takes when it's at the beginning of the year and you have no points to back it up. It just, uh, those things are going to happen. And you just kind of got to play your game. And it's, so much easier said than done. There's a lot that goes into it, and a lot of pressure, and um, you know, pressure to be the best player you can be, and pressure you put on yourself and whatnot. So, it just uh, kind of boiled down to me kind of letting loose and letting go.
0: Anders, when things weren't going for going well for you there at the start, who do, who do you turn to when things aren't going great?
2: Well, you turn to you know your support that you have in your family and at home and. Uh, You know, we have some great leaders on our team. I talk to Chimera all the time. You can turn to really anyone because, you know, you have teammates that go through it all the time. We've all been through it, and you can kind of just hash it out and kind of get pissed off and kind of work through it a little bit. But, you know, we have a lot of good guys in the locker room that uh, you can turn to. for
1: Anders, the news came out yesterday, of course, that Doug Waite's going to be back next year as the coach of the team. Uh, He took over as the main guy. Mid January, you guys really responded for him. You played well down the stretch. Uh, are, did you talk to any of the guys yesterday? Is everybody uh, happy, pumped that Dougie's going to be the permanent guy behind the bench?
2: No, for sure. I mean, uh, you could you could see that how everything kind of changed a little bit, and the team really got behind Dougie. And you know, we we really like him as our as our coach. And it's always nice when you you do have a familiar face that who understands the, everyone's games and personalities. and you know, who they are in the locker room and, you know, what what gets them to tick and whatnot. So um, Dougie's got a great future in coaching ahead of him and uh, excited that uh, he'll be back.
0: Anders, that first day, Dougie's the coach. He walks into the room. What does he say to you guys? What was the message?
2: Um, you know, he'll he's unsatisfied. I mean, that's, that was the message that we all have collectively. But, um, you know, we're – Looking forward to the challenge we have coming up here in the offseason to get better and and be a better team in training camp and get off to a good start. I think that was going to be one of the main focuses we have coming into next year is get off to a a start where we don't have to uh, – we can put points in the bank, and if we do falter, which is going to happen to every team, it's not going to be as detrimental as it was uh, for us this year.
1: Anders, I got to ask you, how much fun did you guys have a couple of weeks ago at your event? Uh, you did an unbelievable job. You raised a lot of money. Uh, the Can Jam tournament, which just looked like a ton of fun, uh, and, and it was for an outstanding cause. Uh, tell me a little bit about that night you guys had a few weeks ago.
2: Yeah, it was actually, uh, it turned out to be really special. I uh, met a lot of great kids and, and seen who so I met through this whole process.
1: It an unbelievable
2: kid and story, and um, I think just for all of us to be able to get together after a game and and uh you know support these kids and raise money for them and their families and you know, battles that they have to go through at such young ages
0: uh, uh no no kids should have to endure
2: that so it's just it was a really cool thing and uh the amount of money we raised is, is unbelievable and we're looking forward to doing it again next year
0: Anders I got to tell you the t-shirt that you sent my son there c Comp, he wears it all all the time buddy it's his favorite shirt lo- <laughs> so thank you very I much for that, that.
2: No, no problem.
0: Less laundry for you. <laughs> exactly. Um, Andrews, I guess when you look back here, all the points you guys kind of flushed away at the start of the year and even later on, you know, the game in Chicago at the beginning of March when you guys had a lead with a minute and a half to go and couldn't hold on to at least get a point. Uh, is that going to be the toughest part looking back over the course of the summer?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we had uh, we had those games in hand. I mean, those opportunities to close them out and get those little extra points that they add up. And, you you know, we can turn back and look at certain times, oh, we didn't, we didn't get a point there. We didn't get a point here, but every team can say that. So it just, it's a culmination of all those opportunities that we missed that is tough to swallow. And, uh, you know, we have to close out those games and we, you know, we will next year. It's just, uh, we, it, uh, it hurt us too much, unfortunately, this season.
1: Anders, uh, I know you had a great time playing with Johnny this year. You're signed for a couple more years. He's got one left. Did you nudge him a little bit out the door this week and say, Johnny, you know, we're going to have a good future here together for the next six, seven, eight, nine years. Make sure you sign that piece of paper.
2: <laughs> no kidding, right? I mean, uh, yeah. It, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give him a tap uh, plenty of times. I mean, he is uh, he's a wonderful player, and he's our captain and our leader. And, um, you know, he's got a, a big summer ahead of him and a uh, big season coming up. So it's just, it'll be exciting to see what happens uh, for the better for for everybody. And, and um, you know, Johnny, uh, he deserves uh, a lot of credit for, you know, who he is as a person and as a player.
0: Andrews, last one before we let you go here. Thanks again for coming on. We appreciate it. You guys played well throughout the second half of the season. with Despite all this ar- arena uncertainty, where you guys are going to be in a couple of years. Uh, are you as fed up as the fan base is? I mean, all you guys, everybody, we just want to know where this team is going to be playing home games in a couple of years.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, I wouldn't say I'm fed up. It's just so, yeah, it's so out of our control, you know, it's yeah. just, it's tough. And, you know, you hear rumors and we've been hearing rumors for so long that, uh, there's, we just don't even listen anymore. So until it's still official, which will be exciting whenever that is. Um, it, uh, we kinda just gotta kinda let it go and let it happen and maybe spread some false rumors just for fun.
0: Hopefully this gets settled sooner rather than later. And there's when's the big day by the way. Congratulations again on your engagement. Did you guys oh, set a date? Thank you.
2: Yes, we have a date. It's gonna be in next July, uh, twenty eighteen. So nice. taking our time with all the planning and whatnot and uh we're both extremely excited.
0: Good for you. Little little bed bath and beyond, home depot. <laughs> yeah, the, whole, the usual. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I've been down that road, my friend. Anders, thanks so much for everything throughout the course of the year and coming on today. I appreciate it. Have a great summer.
2: Oh, thank you, guys. appreciate it.
0: Thanks again to Islanders left wing, Anders Lee, a terrific guy. 34 goals this year, Mike. A huge bounce-back year for Anders.
1: Uh, did an unbelievable job, like, uh, like we talked to him. You know, he got off to a little bit of a slow start. Missed the playoffs last year, of course, with the injury. And then uh, from early to mid November on, he was rock solid doing the things that we thought he could do. He gets in front of the net. He, uh, he cleans up the garbage. He, he does it other ways as well. And 34 goals. You know, that was tied for. He's a top, top 10 in the league he this really year. It's a four way tie for 10th, but he was in the top 10 in goals scored in the NHL this year. And. Uh, That's not just a product of playing. No, I think he
0: established himself as one of the premier power forwards in the National Hockey League. Absolutely. And he produced with JT and without JT. So let's put that crap to bed as well (laughs) because that's garbage. We
1: know where that came from. (laughs) We don't have to to get too far into that. And uh, I'm glad to hear him say, and we'll do that later, the arena stuff, we'll we'll pick back up with that. And the guys seem excited that Dougie is going to be the coach going forward, which we thought there was a pretty decent chance of happening. Uh, considering how they played from mid-January on.
0: Yeah, and, you know, Dougie deserves this. At the end of the day, he really, we'll talk about Garth in a few minutes, obviously, as well, but Dougie did a solid enough job where he deserves to come back next year. I know other guys are out there, Daryl Sutter. Well, here's the thing,
1: and I was thinking about this over the weekend because I got a little, when they, I didn't, I was a little annoyed how they finished the season with, this six, with the, winning the six games in a row because what bothered me is, there were so many nights uh, in the last three months where the team just flat out did not show up. Yeah. And that f- night in Philadelphia really sticks with me. Of course. Uh, still. Yep. And it, and it bothered me. And we said, I said it to you last week, I don't really care that they're winning these games because they're not going to get in. Now they came up as close Game as close. you could possibly yep. come yep. one point out. But the thing with Dougie, and I think he deserves it, there's not – I didn't think there was anybody out there that was so knock you over. You know, I don't people, like Gerard Gallant. Uh, Lindy Ruff again, and uh, look at no. Ken, Ken Hitchcock again to the Stars. I mean, these guys, uh, been there, done that. Yeah. The guys played for them. I don't have a problem doing this. Two things worry me. Okay. One was, eight out of the 12 regulation losses were absolute embarrassing. Yeah, agreed. And I was tweeting about it. You saw, I was sending you the list. Look at these eight games. Right. It was bad. And the other thing is, their power play was awful. Bad. Okay, and those are two Self-inflicted. things. That was his department when he We've was the assistant. We've been down that road, too. No, I know, I, know what, I know what you're saying. So, and I, I heard yesterday, we're going to look at, you know, he's going to possibly change the staff up a bit and right. get other – he better because the power play was a problem, and the way they performed in a lot of games this year, I know he won 23 games and lost 12 in regulation. Was it 24? <laughs> it was 24. There you go. 24, 12, and whatever. Yeah. But eight of those 12 losses bad. were really bad.
0: They were bad. Um, and a lot of people were chirping at me about Daryl Sutter, guys. Daryl Sutter is uh, going—he's going to make five million dollars to sit on his couch on the farm in I Alberta.
1: And, and I thought. And about unless it. he's
0: bringing Jonathan Quick and Drew Doughty with him, how much of a difference is—is he, is he really
1: going to do a better job than Dougie did over the second half of the season? And I thought about it, and I was one of those, and I even said to you that and I said, let's let's think about this, maybe. But you're right, uh, th- that's a lot of money for him to sit around a- and watch all the animals out on the farm. I, I get that. <laughs> um, but this is probably, all things considered, the best move that they could have made.
0: I think it is. And now he's got to find his own assistant coaches. And he, w- right. he said not only was it a possibility, it was a probability. I think Doug now has the right to bring in his own guys Change some things because, like you, like you said, special teams have been bad. Right. Hopefully, Ryan Pulak can fix that at some point, at wow. least, with the, at least with the power Who knows play.
1: what's going on with that? He might not even be here next year. Who knows?
0: Yeah, we, we don't know. And
1: there's still, A lot of things can change Trades, between now expansion and uh, the middle of July. A lot of things can go on in that department, but he's back. Uh, I just want it to be more than just, uh, and I know we've talked about you. it's great for you guys. He's great with the media. He talks. He says a lot of things. That's the other thing
0: with Sutter, Mike, from a very um, selfish aspect. The idea that I would have to go and Arthur Stable would have to go from Doug Waite to Daryl Sutter. Right. Oh, my God. But I need more <laughs> than that. But it's <laughs> I, all about wins. I
1: need so I more guess. than flashy quotes and, and honesty. Yeah, I, of course. I, I need more than that. And um, that's, what, that's what worries me here is, is on some of those levels.
0: Do you anticipate a new team president or do you think this is, this is it? I don't anticipate it. Um,
1: I really don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. You don't think uh, listening to that conference call yesterday that Garth Snow sounds? Garth's like not guy going
0: anywhere. Who isn't? For me, it's a question of is he going to have another boss? <sighs> I still don't think so. You know, I really I, don't. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Because forget the fact that they've never won a championship or a division title. They did win that playoff series last year for the right. first time since '93. Mm-hmm. They've never finished ahead of the Rangers yeah. under Garth Snow. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous, and that's a long
1: time now. The Rangers have had five first-round picks since two thousand eight. They've yeah. had like thirteen. It doesn't. It, it's not good. And here's the thing: if you were going to bring a guy in to go above him, right? Why would you then let Garth go and make the decision that Doug's coming back? And whether it was Garth and the owners, who knows? You can't find those guys. <laughs> Um, if it was going to be if it was Garth's decision, why aren't you getting a guy above Garth and then letting him decide if he wants Doug Wade to be a coach? What if you bring right. somebody in, they say, uh, eh, I don't think he I don't really like Doug as the right. coach. Well, when you're sitting down and talking to these guys now, that's going to be the. F- if he doesn't like Doug Wade, he's not going to be involved. The feeling
0: I get, Mike, and reading all the stuff that Arthur's been reporting about this, I think they're so hell bent on hiring T- on hiring Tavares agent.
1: What enough with that already? Uh, I, what, I think
0: they're is, just trying to secure
1: John for the next eight eight years. And I read, and I guess Elliot Friedman said yesterday that they they're also you know if not him, then guys who are tight with him, who have right. dealt with him in the past. And apparently, Dean Lombardi and him have not had good dealings in the past. So that's not somebody the Islanders should look at. Uh, I get it. The main objective is to make sure that John Tavares is here long term, but to go as far as to make his agent. Uh, The guy running, who I'm sure he knows a ton about hockey. He represents some of the best players in the game. He's been doing it for a while. But uh, it's a different ball game when you're running a franchise. And he hasn't done that. He's run players. Right. He hasn't run a franchise. So I don't know if
0: that's the best. And with John, we've said this a million times. John's going to get paid no matter where he goes. He wants to win. Yeah. What's more important, surrounding John with his buddies or surrounding John with players who are going to help him win a Stanley Cup? And I is think that, the main and I think that if, if
1: the ownership and Garth Snow and Doug Wade sat down with John Tavares, I think he underst- would understand that Yeah. Uh, completely. But if this is really going to happen, it has to happen soon. Uh, no question. I, I don't think it's going to. And I think we now have to we have to let the ship sail about Garth. Um, I, I think we just have to we have to move forward now knowing and assuming that he is in control here and he's making the decisions. Uh, he's clearly lining up who they're protecting in the expansion draft. Yep. That's on him right now. It's, a, it's April 13th. Yeah. you know It's two months away, and I get it. In the next two months, they could hire that guy above him. But as of right now, April 13th, Tuesday, uh, Thursday, he's the guy who's doing that. That's the next thing.
0: If you're not hiring somebody above Garth, and this is it, as far as the front office goes, three things better happen this summer. You better re-sign John Tavares long-term. You better get an arena deal in place. And you better upgrade this roster. Because at the end of the day, this is a product, Mike, that you're trying to sell to a fan base that is really, really ticked off right now. They're not happy. You better give them a reason to go out and watch this team
1: in October. And I don't blame them for not being happy. Of Uh, course not. They took a a pretty big step back this year. This was a bad... uh, Nine, ten months here. If you go from July 1st. What do you point to from last July 1st to now that Garth got right? Uh, He didn't. And he was very, very, uh, didn't really care about the goalie thing yesterday. He was asked about it. Yeah. Uh, You were on the call, you know. Yep. He was asked. uh, Do you think that he just didn't seem to. uh, Well, we had a, my favorite line, we had a fear that JF would get claimed by somebody. (laughs) A fear. He had a fear. The, the guy, guy who's going to walk, walk away for
0: free on July first. Uh,
1: yeah, he's, le- he's right. gone. He's I mean, he's and, gone. And he's not like one of these guys who's going to be signed at twelve oh one. Right. You know, he might be out there for a little bit. Oh, for sure. Um, I thought he was very, which made me even more uh, solidified that he's running things and he has complete control because he did not even care yeah. about the goalie thing. He was just like, eh, you know, we had a fear we'd lose him, and uh, Gibson got hurt. I don't care. If Gibson got hurt. It, it doesn't. Make a difference to me? It really
0: doesn't. He he botched it. He really did, Mike. He botched a lot of things. He botched July first. He botched the trade deadline. He botched waiting as long as he did to bring Halak back. It's the reason
1: why the Islanders didn't make the playoffs. Pulak. you know. Hulak too. I, I mean, it's it's the minute Boychuk went down, you bring up Ryan Pool. That was the spot to give him a shot, uh whether even if it was for a couple games, and you want to send him back. Yeah, that was the spot to at least give him a. a it worked for for Hosang It was a spot to do it, and they didn't. Um, I just think that we have to start, unfortunately, uh, coming to the realization that he's running the team. So as much as we all want to get mad and we want to throw things and we want to say, why does this guy have a job and why does this guy run the team? Unfortunately, he is. So now we've got to start looking ahead.
0: But he better do a complete 180 this summer. All the yeah, things well, that he botched last summer, you better get it right this he's time. He's got around. some work to do. And it there's, starts with the captain. There's whole, and That is
1: a number one. Yep. And we've said this forever. I think that his whole uh, tenure and his future is on whether or not John Tavares comes back to the Islanders. Yeah, I, That's it. Uh, look, I, and you don't like the fact that if John says he's not re-signing right away that Garth shouldn't be the one who gets to to make that trade if if it so comes to that. You agree with me, right? Yeah, he shouldn't be allowed the one to
0: make the expansion draft roster. I think it's suicide trading John He
1: shouldn't have been the one to decide that Doug Waite was coming back. Um, But he did, and he'll be doing these things going forward. He'll be in charge of the draft. He'll be in charge of everything. So now it's the time to move forward. It sucks, but it is what it is. And I He's running
0: the team. Apparently Charles gave Garth this parting gift before – Ledecky and Malkin took over that now all of a sudden he has five years left on his contract to me Mike Scott Malkin has so much money if they really want to make a change it really shouldn't matter
1: when do we hear from from um one of these guys whether it be Ledecky whenever
0: or- this arena situation comes back up in the in the public spotlight I mean guess. this is
1: just it's it's just too much I mean these guys hit ran and hit all year uh you know come on what can- he talk once what did we get? Once did we hear something when from he uh, Ledecky? I don't even remember. I thought maybe. Oh no, they saw him in Carolina, right? Nobody. Had, yeah, he, I mean,
0: he, I talked to him in November when he did that uh, skating thing with the kids in Brooklyn, but there was nothing about oh, the f- future of the franchise. Yeah, but that was in November. Right, it was where, a long it was, time A ago. lot has
1: happened since then. Yeah, no, okay. I
0: I think we'll hear from them, hopefully at some point over well, the next like, six. Well,
1: Garth's going to be the guy. That was what the bigger thing for me with the weight thing was that Garth is clearly in control and the way he responded to the goalie questions.
0: Let's talk about the arena, because it's back in the papers again. Apparently, the Barclays people are trying to lure the Islanders back to the Coliseum. Uh, I'm actually going there tomorrow, taking C-Comp to see the uh, Globetrotters. Okay. I'm curious to see the building anyway. Uh, If the concourses are the same and the locker rooms are the same, I don't see how this is going to work. And there's fewer seats than there were before, which apparently they can fix. But all the other adjustments that need to be made, Mike, I don't see how this is ever going to work.
1: I talked to a few people who have been there already yeah a couple times billy whether joel. it be billy joel yeah or i think it was the wrestling there was it was, Night Night there? I was there, Yeah. okay and i keep hearing the same things the concourse might be worse really than what it was when the old place was there well, how is it going to work it's more packed because there's more f- yeah there's more food but now there's more people on lines for food <laughs> and it's impossible to get through uh, i also saw a great tweet yesterday i think it was from dan saraceni who had uh, a side-by-side of uh, the article yesterday about uh, the Barclays people pitching them to go back, and then next it was, I believe, a concert review in the Rolling, Rolling Stone, Stone Joe, that yeah. kind of w- had some of the things that I had heard also, yeah. that it was a disaster, right. and you couldn't even walk through the place. right?
0: Uh, $40 to park.
1: $40 like to park, Good and then God. the next night it was 30 I guess that they got uh, all upset. Uh, people were going crazy that it was $40 to park. That's insane. They're not going back no, there. I
0: don't see how, even it's if work. it's
1: a short term. Let's say this Belmont thing does happen. Right. Um, I don't think that they're going to play there in the in the interim. I, I think that by then, it didn't, maybe this thing with Dolan getting involved and them playing at MSG in the interim, or just bite the bullet and play at the Barclays Center, uh, unless they throw them out. I guess well, that's if what the, you and the I. They're not, thing, they're not throwing them out. You know that that could happen as well. Let's hope this Belmont thing happens. It sounds nice. But things have sounded nice in the past. But how long before. is this going to take? Because don't they have to do the whole RFP process yeah, again? And, and, and other people have the right to bid on that property? From what all the Newsday people were saying yesterday, the thing, these thing, uh, RFP thing is usually a process. A right, long it's going to take forever. So there's still a lot of questions to be answered. But they're not going to go play at that. Dump. It's the same well, dump. It's, and it's like we brought with up a bunch when we of had paint. Brodsky on. I can't a few wait for you to go. go uh, if you're going tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll text you and tell you. Um, what it's
0: like. But how are you going? And we talked about this with Robert Brotsky from Newsday back in February or whenever we had him on. How are you going to have two
1: buildings six or seven miles apart? I don't see it on uh, Long Island. I, are you crazy? This, how is that going to work? I'm trying to be more optimistic about the Belmont thing uh, because I, I, there's not there's perception that I don't. I want them to come back to Long Island. I sure. do. I want th- that's where they belong. Absolutely. They belong there. Agreed. They just don't belong in that repainted piece of junk sitting on Hempstead Turnpike in Uniondale. Uh, they need their own place. I'd be all for Belmont. I just need to see it before I get excited and believe. We've been hyped up too many times in the past. Right. I'm not going to let them do it to me, and you shouldn't let them do it to you. Uh, it's just that simple. Why wouldn't they widen the concourses when they had a year and a half to redo I heard this it building? Was a disaster. Why it was wouldn't you do that? It was harder to move, and I wasn't there. Right. I'm just going yeah, by what I'll, people I'll told text me. Yeah. tomorrow night. Uh, well, I hope. To, I don't know if the Globe Trotters are bringing. No, it's the same not going to bring 14,000 people Billy Joel. Right. Or W. W. E. But I'll have a decent gauge should, of what the concourse are like. You'll know what the place look looks like, and you can imagine when it's a jam packed house, right. what it would be like to walk through there. So I'm interested to see what you think tomorrow night. They, they're not going back there, people. And and see how it's going to work. Stop banging the drum. I, I mean, seriously. Well, because people, every time this is in the papers, we've talked about this a million times, they get
0: excited. Oh
1: my God, they might come back. They might come back. And, how are they going to, to go back into a smaller building? And for the Barclays people, they're going to pitch them to go back there. Just stop. I don't, just enough. I'm sick of that. That place is going to have to close down for another year to get it right. Oh, get lost they're not playing there here's what you need you need to hope that this belmont thing works out and hearing it now do you think it can honestly
0: like even if even if ledecky and mal can get approved for this and maybe they will because cuomo apparently wants this to happen right and i've said this on previous shows what about the people
1: in those surrounding neighborhoods they are going to be dead against this they put down uh, the potential casino there they try everything to a the soccer there, stadium the soccer stadium We'll see. I I don't know. I'm obviously less than 50-50 just because I I know how these things have gone in the past. I'm not going to get hyped up for it. This sounds like a long process. I did like that, you know, when it comes from somebody like Bob McKenzie and he gets the word. uh, Oh, it's legit. It's legit. And so there's that portion of of it because when the local guys, when Newsday and Bloomberg and all these people are are throwing stories back and forth at each other. I tend to take it with a grain of salt. And I know Bob and I, we kill the outside people for getting involved in Islander business. Right. Bob McKenzie is not outside people.
0: I have no doubt that John and Scott want this to happen at Belmont, but of how, course they do. how is
1: this going to come to fruition with all those people in those neighborhoods? That is going to be the biggest hurdle. Cause I'm sure they could get the approval, whatever it is that, that you know, that it's, it's good state to property.
0: Be- so the town right. can't get involved in everything else, yeah. but you're going to have people picketing and look, I I do. Have I don't benefits. really care about. I've never lived in Floral today. Park. I've been there before. I've hung out in Floral Park before. Right. Is it really going to change people's lives upside down if you put an arena in that neighborhood? Right. There's a. Big is it difference. going to be that bad? Most of you, I mean, when those games are over, Mike, it's going to be ten o'clock, ten thirty. And the traffic. You're going to be in bed or probably at home. You're and not tra- going back out. So even if there is traffic in your neighborhood, what the, unless you but, know, they're going to get pissed about the Islander honks after wins? I understand well, that, that yeah. but.
1: But, How bad is it really going to be is my question. But it's most of the traffic is going to filter out into the Cross Island Parkway. Right. I mean, more than half you would think. Right. Uh, come on. Just stop. Hopefully it happens. But I'm not going to – I said it all uh, till I see the shovel. In fact, I had a guy tweet me yesterday. He needs more than a shovel. He needs to actually be sitting there and see them drop the puck before he believes that, that that's what happens. And, that, and that's – After everything this everything fan base has happened, been through? I think that that's a fair assessment. Absolutely. So keep hoping, but – just don't go crazy, and please scratch off the repainted, uh, whatever they call it now. NYCB, NYCB live Live
0: at NASA yeah. Veterans Memorial
1: College. That place will be collecting dust in about two years. I'll let you years. know how it Just is tomorrow. Terrible.
0: Ugh. We're gonna go away for weeks, months. I don't know. Well, I guess uh, June, unless something happens, right?
1: Well, probably ex- before the expansion, expansion draft, draft is in draft. June. The me and you have week to. Of June. We have to field our roster. Who we're keeping? That's right. We so, have yeah, to, so we'll come back. The week we have a few weeks to, to build that group and see uh, who me and you think the Islanders should keep and who they're going so right, we'll to lose. So we'll be back for that. Write it down. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It
0: better be. They seem to not like them, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mike, great stuff all year. Thanks, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks to all of you for tuning in every week. We really appreciate it. We will see you soon. Thanks again to Anders Lee. Be well, everybody. Have a great summer.
2: This has been the Islanders Point Blank
1: Podcast. Part of the SNY.TV Audio Network.